So let's bring Deb Hutton in on the discussion, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers, now a communications advisor. Happy Friday, Deb Hutton. Happy Friday to you, John. All right. So I already threw everything out that I was going to throw out uh, there about homeless encampments in Toronto. Um, I'm very curious as to your perspective. Apparently, the encampments are growing. And I think if I can add one last thought to this, part of this is John Tory in the run up to the last election decided it was not in his interest to create more of these disturbances where they send people in to get the homeless people out of the parks and since then simply nothing has happened. Well, I was I was going to say I thought you'd missed three things and the okay. first was John Tory. But but I would say the the opposite. I think the reason we have a doubling in the last year is because we lost John Tory, quite frankly, because he continued to say they're illegal, they're unsafe, and it's just plain wrong that we want people to stay as some advocates seem to want in parks and take away that from the rest of us. So I actually think part of the issue is we have a, a and I think Jennifer McKelvey is doing a fantastic job generally speaking, but she does want to rock the boat. Yeah. And so the loss of John Tory until we get a permanent mayor uh, is, I think, part of this issue. Second thing on that very point, if you think encampments are the way to go, if you want to take uh, action and say people have the right to be wherever they want to be, then vote Olivia Chow. Because this is a woman, the front runner in this campaign, who handed out tents way back when she was a city councillor with her husband to say, let's help these people. Let's give them tents so they have a place to live. She fought to keep the encampment that we knew way back as Tent City. I think it was on Cherry Street or Cherry Avenue or down down uh, in, the I think, the southeast part of the city. She fought for that. So if you like that, go Olivia Chow. The third thing I want to say more on a policy front is that a third of the people in our shelters are refugees. So the federal government has a big piece of this. If you are going to continue your refugee policy, which I think most Canadians support, you got to put your money where your mouth is on this. And they have to ensure that there are places, whether it's in temporary shelters, whether it's in temporary housing, whatever it is, for the individuals that their policy says, please come to Canada. And as we all know, quite often that means Toronto, Vancouver, and Montreal. There's my three things, John. Yeah, all right. Thank you very much. I didn't know I inspired <laughs> you that much. Um, York Catholic students walking out yesterday. I don't know if they'll walk out again today. I'm a bit jaundiced, I have to say, when it comes to student walkouts because they'll find any excuse in the springtime. But at the same time, I guess they were saying, you know what? We are inclusive. We're not, you know, we're the next generation and we don't have issues with gay people. You know, I, I'm... I'm not understanding, and I heard your, your chat earlier in the show about John Ibbotson's article. I'm not, I truly am not able to get my head around the fact that we are in this situation where we have uh, a, an elected school board saying, hey, we're not going to be inclusive and supportive. We're not going to show our, our support for a particular community. We have Anthony Bass, who, and the Toronto Blue Jays, quite frankly, who owe I think, uh, an apology themselves for the bungling of the Anthony Bass thing. I mean, so he took down his Instagram site. He did a qualified apology. And the Jays somehow think that turning the pitcher into the catcher for their Pride weekend is a good thing. I just, I don't get it. I don't understand why it's so important for people 
to be negative against somebody that they think uh, is somewhat different than themselves. It's, it's, I, I, I just don't understand 2023 how we are here, but it seems as though there is a uh, perhaps growing, but certainly undercurrent of lack of tolerance. And, it, and it's sad. And I look at my nine-year-old daughter who is quite oblivious at this age. And I worry that she sees all this stuff and, and what is complete acceptance of everybody around her becomes something else. Yeah, you know what? I agree with you about Bass, especially because, as you mentioned, he's going to catch the ceremonial first pitch tonight. I don't think he's changed his mind about anything, and he doesn't have to. I think he has to, if he doesn't want to like gay people, then he has to wear that. But the idea that he's somehow this week been converted, and so tonight we're going to celebrate his arrival as the person who now likes gay people, is it's almost like a hostage-taking. He, he hasn't changed his mind, and he's actually quite upfront about that. You know, if I've offended people, if I, you know, caused harm, it's, it's clear he hasn't changed his mind. And, and as you said, that's okay. Shut your mouth, <laughs> particularly, particularly when you're a public figure. And again, that's where I blame the Blue Jays organization for not treating this appropriately. Um, the federal government, the Liberals, are unveiling a plan to make the hybrid House of Commons sittings permanent. Uh, Pierre Polyev says he's going to oppose that, but he voted virtually on something yesterday. I just think it's the new reality. I'd like everybody to be in Parliament, but I'm also mindful of the fact that if you go home to do constituent services once a week, I can't imagine what it's like to be in Vancouver. I don't like this, John. Okay. And, and I think what will suffer. So I, you know, adding some electronic components, sort of updating how we function as an organization, in this case, our democratic organization, it is fine. And so there's some changes that can be made and should be made. But the notion that we're not going to have a, a fully sitting parliament, that that is no longer part of your job to be in Ottawa, I truly think is not going to further democracy, not going to further how we work. Uh, in our political institutions. I think the notion of bipartisanship or in Canada, tripartisanship uh, becomes a thing of the past if you are not in the House, if you are not seeing other individuals from other parties in the hallways, if you're not physically working on committees together. I think that means that our, our ability to to function as a democracy actually is lessened. I truly believe that. When I think about all of the conversations that used to take place when I was at Queen's Park, you know, behind the speaker's chair, in the back rooms, and, and by that I don't mean the negative, you know, backroom deals. I mean, people would actually work together and say, hey, I got a problem in my riding. Can I grab you, minister, for a few minutes? So much worked well behind the scenes. The the theater of question period was exactly that. But, you know, you sent a note and saying, can I grab five minutes? That's how democracy worked well. Okay, but from your time at Queen's Park, I'm sure you remember, there are days where it's like you don't have to be in the house today. You don't have to be. But my point is, you actually want to be in some occasions to get things done in your riding. And, and I think that gets lost. Okay. See, I 
I'm just uh, like this week. One of my experiences was that I had to come. Uh, I had to attend a meeting with CP24 about a TV broadcast we're preparing, and they said you could just do it online. I thought that's great because two years ago or five years ago, I would have gotten the car and come downtown, or got on the subway and come downtown to be at that meeting. But the ability to attend it from my desk at home meant I could get an app. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for all those parliamentarians who need a nap, John, I guess this is a good system. Okay, and there's always the Senate. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Deb. Good to have you this morning. Have a great weekend. Deb Hutton on the Morning Brief, former advisor to two Ontario Premier's 